everyone. Welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I am a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today's episode is a little bit different, and it's inspired by something that I just happened to come across as I was perusing the interwebs, like I normally do, and it's essentially about questioning something that is being commonly taught in the dementia care community. You know, I always say that dementia care is more of an art than it is a science. And with that, it means that dementia care is not black and white, and it's definitely not one size fits all. So because of this, I think that healthy conversations about all aspects of dementia care should be talked about and discussed, and in some cases, respectfully challenged. So it's my thought that we are allowed to have differing opinions and approaches to dementia care, and I just want to share mine in regards to this topic. Okay, so today I want to discuss thinking for the person with dementia because their thinker is broken, which is a concept that is being taught in a widespread way, and maybe you've heard of this as well, okay? So I personally disagree with this concept that we need to think for the person with dementia because they can no longer think for themselves, and anything that requires thinking and processing too much information would cause them to become anxious, and because of this, We shouldn't ask them questions, and we shouldn't give them options. I just don't agree. Is it important that we anticipate the needs of our partner? Yes. Is it important that we anticipate problems that they may run into? Yes. But to me, it's not about thinking for them. Just because there are now impairments in basic, abstract, and critical thinking, just because there are impairments in reasoning and logic and problem solving, it doesn't mean that we necessarily have to think for them. I personally feel like teaching people this idea of thinking for the person with dementia can be very dangerous, okay? And it almost gives people with dementia the short end of the stick, if you will. So to me, it's not about thinking for the person with dementia. It's about thinking about the person with dementia. Because at the end of the day, people living with dementia are still people, okay? And they are people who have needs, desires, preferences, and they have things they want to share, okay? The thing is, is that as dementia progresses, they just have a harder time communicating those needs, communicating those desires, preferences, and stories. To me, it's not about not asking them questions, it's about asking them the right questions and knowing when to ask a close-ended question and knowing when to ask an open-ended question, okay? Learning how to simplify your language and use nonverbal cues and gestures. It's not about not giving them options, it's about giving them options but knowing how to limit them in a way that is easier for them to be able to process. See, when you think for a person with dementia, instead of asking them, let's say as an example for what they want to wear, instead of asking them, do you want to wear the blue shirt? or the red shirt while holding it up for them to pick from, you would just pull out the red shirt and say something like, 
Oh, you always look so nice in red. Let's put this shirt on. Now, although this may make your life a lot easier as a caregiver, it really does no justice for your partner living with dementia. With dementia, we are already dealing with them losing a sense of control, losing a sense of their independence, and losing a sense of themselves. And so if we were never to ask our partner with dementia a question or to never give them options, we are essentially taking everything from them. You know, there's this saying that I like that goes, everything you do for a person living with dementia is something you are taking away from them. And I feel like this same thing holds true if you were to just to start thinking for a person with dementia. Now, may this be the most appropriate approach for certain people living with dementia, especially as the dementia progresses? Yes, it, it could be. But if we're teaching people to think for the person with dementia because their finger is broken as a blanket approach, as a catch-all approach, I honestly don't feel like that is fair to our partners living with dementia. With the appropriate support and techniques, I feel like people with dementia should be able to speak on their own behalf the best way that they can, or even if they are no longer verbal, some people respond well to like picture cue cards, which are usually in black and white and large with simple text so they can choose what they would like for themselves. When we ask our partner a question, given that we're asking an appropriate question and that we're simplifying it in a way that can be better understood, we have to realize that our partner has the right to say no. They have the right to refuse altogether. We have to realize that our partner also has the right to respond in a way that is most fitting with their current reality. Even if their response doesn't necessarily make sense to us. You know, some of the best conversations that I've had with people living with dementia has come from asking questions. Is their response to my question always accurate? No. Is it always directly relevant? No. Is it always true? Probably not. So for example, I had a guy living with dementia and probably like the moderate stages tell me that he used to gamble with President Trump. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. But we had a whole conversation off of it. I asked him questions about his experience gambling with Trump, not to challenge his story, but to learn more about his reality of gambling with Trump. I wanted to know where they met, not because I was trying to find holes in his story, but because I was genuinely curious to know, and he told me. I wanted to know who was the better player, him or Trump. And he said that Trump was the better player, but that he did win some money off of him. And he told me a lot of other stories that he likely wouldn't have told me if I didn't ask him questions. And this was something that he brought up, but that I thought to ask more about, okay? And then even when things kind of settled down a bit, he kind of started randomly laughing to himself. And so I just curiously asked, you know, what are you over there laughing about? He then told me about the night he got too drunk playing poker. See, he didn't need me to think for him. He needed me to think about him. He needed me to think about him enough to ask what was going on in his world. 
you know, all he really wanted was someone to talk to. So my point is, it's not about thinking for a person with dementia. It's about thinking about the person with dementia and anticipating their needs and the problems they may run into so that you can adjust your approach, you can adjust the environment, and you can connect with your partner in new ways. Okay, so with that being said, my challenge to you is that before you consider thinking for your partner with dementia, first consider if you have thought about your partner with dementia. Okay, and you'll you'll be so surprised where that little change in perspective can take you. So thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, carry on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.